Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. At a time. It is April 1st, 2022, and this is your daily financial news. First thing I have to remind you, I have to make sure that you are prepared for the day. It is April 1st, better known as April Fool's Day. So prepare yourself. I am positive we will see lots of uh, interesting content in our YouTube feeds today. So just remember, April Fool's Day, uh, I won't be one of those people doing those I quit videos or whatever they're going to do. But just remember, April Fool's Day, if you want to have some fun with your kids or family, work colleagues, go for it. Let me know below if you happen to uh, happen to do a good one. So. Uh, A couple of quick things. It is April 1st. It is the start of Q2. The first three months of 2022 are over. I would ask you, what did you do? What did you do in the first 90 days? Did you establish a buy box? Did you look at it, I want to say every day, but did you look at it 90% of the days? Right? Did you look at it 81 of 90 days? Did you write any offers? Do you know what average is yet? How about your network? How many people did you add to your network? I believe we are heading into a real estate environment, a housing market that will reward the people that do the work and will crush the people that don't. So I ask you, what'd you do? If you haven't done anything yet, I strongly suggest you buy the ridiculously cheap course at 320 bucks. Do the work. Join the free Facebook group. Be a part of our Saturday discussions. Interact with now over 11 or 1,200 people in the private group. Sometimes you just got to be around other people doing the work. Celebrate their success. See what is possible. It is amazing to watch this group that has come together over the same vocabulary, doing the work, positive, all of those amazing things. So if Q1 was not what you wanted it to be, maybe you need to invest in yourself. Maybe you need to get around other amazing people. I'm just saying. So think about it. So again, April 1st, be careful. Uh, We now have eight, I'm counting, eight Fed presidents, including the most dovish coming out talking about a 50 basis point uh, raise. This is exactly what I told you Jerome Powell was going to do. He is clearly following Bernanke's script. Tell the market, tell the market, tell the market, and then give them what you tell them. We are going to get a 50 basis point raise. The latest was uh, Kansas City Fed President Esther George. Yesterday was Richmond. Last week was the six others. Uh, It is very interesting to hear from Esther George. She's actually saying that the Fed rate hikes that are coming are obviously going to impact the front end, right? This is 
This is, remember, when we talk about the Fed getting too neutral, there's the front end equals inflation. We had that conversation, I think, on Monday. What Esther is highlighting now is the yield curve, right? The yield curve inverted yesterday. It did for a couple of minutes on Wednesday, but it inverted into the close, and I believe is still inverted as of this morning, the two and tens. These are recessionary fears. But Esther brings up a great point that I am not sure the market has caught on yet. You and I both know, because we talk every day, that the Fed has $9 trillion balance sheet. And we also know that they are going to start selling in May. Again, the Fed is very clear. They are telling us what is coming. What Esther is saying is, yes, we are going to raise the front end. But if we start selling all of our balance sheet and if we sell significantly, I wanted to use her quote, significantly, it will raise the back end. So think about that. The Fed could take this whole curve, which is really flat today or maybe inverted, and throw it up. They can cause a market dislocation. They could jump the front end and jump the back end. Think about that because they are no longer the buyer of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. They are the seller. So when I saw that, I shook. Because right now, I believe the mortgage rates, they have been adjusting and adjusting quick. Don't get me wrong. Because of the front end. If what happens and she does the back end, right? They sell, they sell, they sell. Prices come down. Rates go up. Uh, we may be in for some more interesting times. And mortgage rates could start having a six on them by the summer, which would be interesting. So again, uh, pretty interesting things to talk about. Another article I've seen a couple of times, Dallas Fed talking about a housing crisis and a housing bubble and, ooh, spooky, spooky, spooky. I want to remind the Fed, and this came from Esther George, Fed president of, where was she? Kansas City. She now admits that the Fed likely reduced the 10-year treasury by 1.5%. They stayed in the market too long. They kept rates too low. This is exactly why we now have supply destruction in the housing market and why the housing market, I don't think the housing market gets back to, I don't know, 2019 levels from transactions, probably until 2025. We have created this large air pocket where you and I have mortgage rates with twos and threes on them. Why the hell are we going to go get six and seven? This is mainly an owner-occupant, but that is interesting to think about. Student loans back in the news. Student loans back in the news. They're talking about once again extending payments, once again canceling student loans. I don't, have, I don't have a dog in the fight, don't really care, but I do find it interesting that we are now two and a half years past that crisis, or two years at least, and we are still reducing expenses and things of that nature. The job market, as we'll see later, 3.6%, wage inflation, 5.6%. I, I don't get it. When, 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 when are debts supposed to be paid? I am confused. Don't get me wrong, college is um, 
man, the student loan thing, the fact that people have all this debt, don't graduate, do all of that. We need better financial literacy, financial education. The ROI on college for lots of students is horrible. Uh, the fact that we push a lot of people there is uh, unfortunate. Lot better return in trades. There's no question. The math is much better. GameStop. Man, what is going on at GameStop? Let me get this right. GameStop has roughly 300 million shares outstanding. GameStop just said that they want to raise shares outstanding to a billion. That is a triple, right? From 300 to a billion. They're going to dilute the shareholders. And yet the stock goes up. And oh, by the way, this is not a company who has changed the game and proved that they can do these legendary things. They talked about creating a NFT marketplace. Eh. And they bought a gold mine. Why are people giving these, this executive team money? They've not proven to be good stewards, I don't think. But again, uh, I think GameStop's up like 10 or 12% today. I just, I don't understand the math. If you make if you make a dollar and you divide it by 300, it's whatever. And then if you make a dollar and you buy it by a billion, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. There are just some meme stocks that have, I don't know, the Reddit crowd behind them, I guess, and go for it. So I hope you're in GameStop. I hope you're winning. Don't, I'm not short, not long, would never play with a stock that crazy. But from a business perspective, why would you give that CEO or that executive team more money? They haven't proven to do anything with what they have. Crazy. Anyways, I just don't get it. Uh, the 2 and 10 inverted. I wrote them down. Uh, the 2 is now 2.42. The 10 is 2.41. So a slight inversion. Also, the 5 is above the 10 and 30, uh, which has actually been going on for several days now. So uh, not a good sign. Typically, again, the yield inversion points to a recession in nine months. And if you want to know my thoughts, I did a full whiteboard breakdown of 2022 and 2023. And right now, I'm nailing it, as you will see later in this video. Again, I have a whole playlist called Whiteboard, uh, which you can go uh, check out. It is pretty amazing. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, Biden, Mr. President, or Mr. President. Yeah, I think so. Mr. President Joe Biden. Uh, he is releasing one million barrels of uh, oil, uh, which will help with gas prices. Uh, he's doing that for up to six months, which again, that's like 180 days. I'm like, how much do we have? How many, uh, how much uh, oil do we have in the strategic reserve? Never knew about it, never thought about it, but I looked it up and based on a very, very quick Google search, uh, it says we have 714 million. So 180 days, 180 million reserve, 714. Let's call that 20%. Yeah, let's call it 20%, maybe 25%. So again, pretty historic, largest release in history. So hopefully gas prices go down. Don't know if you saw this, but this California, once again, has done the unconstitutional. California extends the eviction moratorium. Yes, folks, the Supreme Court said eviction moratoriums were unconstitutional. 
But the great state of California said, so what? We are extending the moratorium to June 30th. Crazy. California has distributed $2.6 billion in uh, overdue rent or whatever they're calling it to 223,000 people. So I did the math. Uh, California paid about $12,000 in rent for every person in the program. Free rent. Free rent. 12 grand. Pretty crazy. Uh, Again, I've read more and more articles about the Dallas Fed and the bubble. Uh, Again, it's very interesting because when you call something a bubble, it really only pops. In this scenario, I really see this as a balloon, right? I believe the Fed has blown on the housing bubble. In fact, I believe the the Fed has created asset bubbles, asset bubbles everywhere because they removed the risk premium. In the housing market, if I'm right, what we are going to see is a slow deflation of housing, not a crash, not a pop, not a right, a bubble exploding. And it's going to take years, right? I believe we've seen the, the appreciation for the decade. It is um, uh, going to be relatively flat going forward. So it, it's going to be interesting. Unlike stocks and other things, uh, it will be very interesting uh, to see what's going on. But yes, it is pretty crazy. I would tell you if I would, and again, I probably will do a whiteboard discussion on this later. I believe we could have five years of flat appreciation. That's at the national level. Every location is different. Do your own research, do your own buy box, do the daily discipline, uh, all of that out there for you. Jobs, jobs, jobs. The most important number of the week came out. And again, I nailed it. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So just to what level said, everyone, first and foremost, February, uh, February, the number was 678,000. It was revised up to 750,000. So what is that? Another 82,000 jobs created. The expectation for, um, what month is it? The expectation for March was 490,000. I think I called 542. So I was clearly wrong. It came in under, came in at 431. We will see what happens next month when this is revised. I'm going to guess it was revised up. What I meant by the fact that I called it is you need to see my 2022 and 2023 economic review. That is, again, a whiteboard in my playlist called Whiteboard. A couple of things I said. One is unemployment's going to go down before it goes up. And I nailed it, right? The last reading was 3.8. It is now 3.6. I think I called below it like 3.2. So we are headed that direction. And wages, wages are up. Wages are inflationary, regardless of what other channels say. Wages are the largest piece of inflation. The thing that the Fed fears most is a wage inflation spiral. And right now, uh, wage inflation is up 5.6%. That is up from 5.2. We are headed that direction. Again, something that I called for. Uh, looks like uh, more and more folks are starting to agree that we may have a 1970s wage inflation, inflation spiral. Uh, this is a growing threat, which could cause 
of the Fed to have a Paul Volcker moment. These are words that I shared with you months ago. Uh, and now more and more articles are talking about it. Finally, uh, two more things. Uh, let's talk foreclosures because, again, you and I are about to see some crazy foreclosure numbers. I want to give you the baseline so that you are not caught off guard. Foreclosure filings. These are filings, not actual foreclosures. Foreclosure filings in 2021, 151,153. Actual bank repossessions, 25,662. Again, filings, 151, 153. Do you know how many um, filings there were in 2008? I wrote it down. Let me get it. I don't have it. Where'd it go? Oh, in, anyways, 3.2 million filings. 3.2 million filings. I'm actually going to do a discussion or a whiteboard on this because I actually have a chart from Realty Track uh, that is pretty amazing uh, that we all should look at. So, again, folks, we could see headlines foreclosures up 500%. That is still below trend. We could see head if we would need to see filings up 1,500% to be concerned. Foreclosure filings in 2021 were the lowest in decades. So anytime you have a small number and it goes up, it looks really big on a percentage basis. So be very, very careful. And then finally, Zillow. Zillow is out with articles talking about the housing slowdown. Zillow is saying that it will take until 2024 to get back to a balanced market. And for one of the rare times, I actually agree with Zillow. I believe we have created supply destruction. You've heard me talk about that with several of my weekly experts. I believe what we uh, are going to see is years of less supply. And ultimately, uh, it'll take a long time to get back to a balanced or even market. So, folks. 106 people watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We do this seven days a week. I will be back tomorrow at 7.30. And tomorrow it's Saturday. So I will even do a live stream at 8 o'clock. Give me some thumbs up. Give me some love. I spend an hour of my morning for you every day. So give me some love. Subscribe, comment, send me articles I think I should read. If you want to help me with the YouTube algorithm, just say hi for the YouTube algorithm below. I would appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.